Hey, it's Donna Rudowitz. Happy to have you here today. And I want to let you know if you hear any outside noise today, I happen to be sitting outside and I'm going to be conducting this session outside. So you'll likely hear birds as you're hearing right now and, and some wildlife that's going on around us. So please excuse that and hopefully it will bring some peace uh, those sounds to me at least bring such peace when I'm sitting outside just to be able to hear the sounds of nature. It absolutely does something so beautiful for my soul. So with that said, let's get into today's content, which I wanted to bring to the table. Today we're going to be talking about overachieving and overreaching. Sometimes when we don't feel good enough within ourselves, we create imbalance in our lives by overcompensating or needing to be the best at something. And now when we enter this mode, what I call overcompensation mode or overachiever mode, it's not that we haven't achieved things because if we look back, you actually can see a path of achievements that you've accomplished, but it's the minimization of those achievements and it's the need to feel more. And this feeling is actually birthed out of trying to compensate for feelings of insecurity and doubts about our worth. And it's often found in chasing unresolved issues from our past and even our present or we may be looking at extremes where we're looking at, we're, we're only focusing on one area of our life that's going so wrong or one area of our life that's so difficult, right? We're looking at these black or white thinking versus looking at our life as a whole versus the objective viewpoint of our life and seeing our life as a timeline versus just one particular moment that we're experiencing. And then we judge ourselves on only that small piece of the puzzle, right? We judge ourselves on that smallest piece of the puzzle. I'd often say if we have a puzzle piece, a puzzle itself of a thousand pieces that the 999 pieces we're not looking at, but we're looking at that one piece that is not right or that we're not feeling connected to or that we're feeling it's not good enough. So then what ends up happening is our conditioned behavior comes up and we don't feel good enough. Our worth isn't, we don't feel worthy. We don't feel connected. And again, these are feelings. And I want to bring this to a, a very clear point is that feelings aren't facts. And I say this often, just because you have a feeling doesn't mean it's a fact. Now, feelings are wonderful things. Feelings, we were born with feelings. And if we were void of feelings, well, then we wouldn't have the human experience. Where feelings could come in to hurt us is if we make meaning out of the feeling that that's true. Right? And when, when we begin to make false meaning out of an experience or out of a situation that we're facing in our lives, what often comes up are red flags that we notice we're operating in this behavior. And overachieving and overreaching are one of those red flags, is that because we don't feel where, where we need to be or we don't feel good enough or we don't feel 
we're at the point where we want to be um, operating from, we then overreach and we overcompensate. Right? We enter this mode where we need to be doing more. We need to be adding more in. We need to be productive, right? Here's what happens. When we enter to, in this mode of overachieving, and creating this imbalance, because again, this is the imbalance that is subconscious, it's not conscious, this is where we feel familiar, is we're spending a lot of energy and a lot of time trying to do things and trying to effort and trying to make things work when basically we're hitting our head against a wall. Efforting and trying doesn't work. What works is conscious intention. What works is determination. What works is, an, is, is, is a conscious plan. What doesn't work is when our feelings come in and control our mind and have us acting out in behavioral ways that don't serve us. So how does this overachieving, overreaching, overcompensating really impact your life? Well, this seemingly, when I put in quotes, innocent need for productiveness, it masks itself as acceptable behavior in our society. So if you look around, you'll probably notice if you take five people that you, you could just kind of look at, four out of those five people will probably be in some sort of chaotic environment. They probably will be working really hard. They probably will be trying really hard. They're going to probably be always exhausted. There's never going to be enough time. There's going to be, you know, they, they don't get to do the things that they want. If there's going to be a struggle. Because that has become acceptable behavior. That's almost, people are almost rewarded for that behavior if you actually take, just take a step back and look at it. But in reality, that behavior is not healthy for us. In reality, that behavior is actually keeping us less productive. And that behavior is keeping us from achieving our goals. And that behavior is keeping us from validating ourselves from the inside out and feeling healthy. Because we're letting the outside world come in and manage us. Right? So often this desire to overachieve is going to cripple a person from experiencing true joy in the present moment. It's a pattern, it's a behavioral pattern or, or that conditioning that puts pleasure off into some time in the distant future, yet that future never really materializes. I have to work so hard now, I just got to get to this. The more I work, the more I do, the more I move, the more I say, the more I'm nice to this person, the more I try to make this situation better, the more I try to make, I don't want to feel this way. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to make it so it's this way. I don't want to feel uncomfortable here. So here's what I'm going to do. Like the more we get in there and put off pleasure, because what we say is if I, if I, when I do this, or if I do this now, then I could be happy or I need to do this and I need to overwork. I need to overachieve here because that's going to validate me. And then I could finally be ready to receive my soulmate. If I do this, then I could finally be ready to enjoy that walk on the shore. If I do this, then I'll finally, right? We're, we're constantly putting things off. And that's the key point here is to understand that overachieving cripples you. Now achieving, now let's talk about the difference. When you set conscious intention to achieve goals, and then you put together an action plan of what you're going to do and how you're going to achieve those goals, that's healthy. 
But when you find yourself overachieving because you're compensating for other issues, you're compensating for unresolved issues, well, now you're, you're less productive. And that's what we want to be aware of. And that's why we have to choose to break out of subconscious conditioning and enter into conscious decision. It's understanding that in the stillness, in the softness of the moment, that's the transformation. That's where we find true joy. We don't find joy in the scurry and the hurriedness and the overachieving because that's fake joy. That's just we're, we're trying to compensate for joy by doing things that we think are making us feel better, that we think are making us feel better, but they're not. They're masking. It's only temporary. And that's why so many people go in these circles where they have these moments of happiness and bliss and the next day they could be a completely different person. And we've all experienced it and it's a challenge for myself as well. But that's where conscious intention comes in. And that's where we go by what we know, not by what we feel. Feelings are not facts. It's okay to feel the need that you don't feel that you're, you're stepping up or maybe you're not feeling good enough or maybe your worth is not where, you know, you're just not feeling where you want to be. Or maybe there's something that you want to achieve and you don't have the confidence that it's something that can be achieved, right? Those feelings are valid. But let's not make them the definition of who you are. Rather than saying that I'm feeling, I'm not feeling worthy in this particular area and then doing other things to overcompensate and overachieve and just bleeding your energy, wouldn't it be so much more productive to say, okay, I don't feel confident in this area and I acknowledge it, I honor it, I honor it. And here's an opportunity for me to increase my knowledge in my area. What can I do in order to increase it? Not, not the self-critical talk of, well, you should know this by now. You've been over this 10 times. This is something you've been through before. You know, this is something you always get challenged on. You know, you've, this is something that always steps you up, right? That's critical talk. The inner coach talk is going to say the what question. What can I do? What can I do to change this? What's, what, is, what about this is really important to me? And is this something that's worth investing my time, energy, and effort? Or is this something I could say, I don't necessarily have the confidence to, be, to build myself in this area, and nor is it really important to me. So I am going to extend myself the grace to say, it's not something that I really want to look into. Right? We all have our strengths and we all have our weaknesses. And there are certain battles we're going to choose that they're important to us and certain battles that aren't. And that's the evolutionized soul. That's the soul that is a higher vibrational level is that we're not getting pulled in a million different directions. We're not getting pulled by other people's vibrational levels is that we are grounded. We are activated in our soil. Our, our roots run deep and we are making conscious decisions. Doesn't mean we're not going to feel things and it doesn't mean that we're not going to be pulled in certain ways but we're not going to allow that to drive us. We're not going to allow those feelings, emotions, and behaviors to define us. We are actually consciously going to make choices. We're consciously going to take action in certain areas. We're not going to sit on the rocking chair and rock all day long because we're busy. I'd rather be productive for five minutes and get shit done than sit on a rocking chair all day and just feel like I'm doing something but get nothing done. And Rumi has a quote, open your hands if you want to be held. 
so many times in life, we're so fearful, we're so cautious, we're waiting, we're, there's, there's unresolved behaviors and emotions that we still haven't quite worked through, and we walk through life with hands closed. Right? If you even just subconsciously look around at people, how they walk, a lot of people will walk with their hands closed. And it's just that, that, that feeling of closeness. We want to open. We want to open our hands. We want to be held. We want to be held by the universe love. We want to be held by our creator's love. We want to be held by possibility, by expansion, and know that it's a safe place to expand. And understanding that overachieving and overreaching and overcompensating is not a healthy place for us to be. We no longer have to compensate for feelings of insecurity and doubts about our worth is we get to acknowledge where we're insecure. We get to acknowledge the doubts about our worth. And then we get to ask the what question, what can we do in order to increase that? And sometimes we get to look at other people in our life whom we admire and love in order to realize what we truly value in life. And the opposite is also true. We realize what we don't want in life by witnessing other people's actions. And we realize what values that we really do want by realizing what we don't want. <laughs> I know that's a little bit much to think about, but it's the truth. And when we identify what's really important to us and what we value, we could then turn the mirror to reflect the light and energy and meaning of those same words and feelings towards ourselves. It could be so freeing to see ourselves in this nourishing light bathing in the light of source energy. This is one area that we get to indulge in. Indulging in the light of source energy is so freeing because it is nourishing, it's healing, it's not critical. And when we regain the energy from the phantom sense of improvement or achievement, and we redirect it into truly satisfying aspects of our lives, this is how we restore balance between our inner world and our outer world. And I think this is the foundational work of divorcing gracefully and beyond is restoring that balance between our inner world and our outer world and bringing homeostasis back, bringing balance back. If you allow people, including yourself, to make more withdrawals than deposits in the bank account of your life, you're going to be out of balance and in the negative. Know when it's time to clear the account. Buddha says, you only lose what you cling to. And if you're clinging to something, it may just be outdated beliefs. It may just be subconscious behavioral patterning. It may just be things you don't need anymore. The time has come to close that account. And if you're clinging to something that is meant to be closed, you're going to experience a lot of disruption in your life because you're going to be fighting something that is meant to be closed. And isn't it more powerful to redirect and to take that strength back, get out of phantom energy and get into real energy, get into the understanding of, wow, I'm noticing that when I feel this, that I do this. If I'm feeling a lack of confidence or I'm feeling low in my self-worth that I may overcompensate in this area, I may overachieve in this area, I may 
use phantom energy of work or doing or being busy in order to compensate for that. But when we regain that energy back and we simply could just be, you could get more done and create more in a minute's time than an entire day of operating in phantom energy. So what I want you to look at in yourself this week is I want you to do a self inventory. I want you to look at how you operate in your life, both personally, professionally, in relationships, and come from the coach viewpoint, come from the objective viewpoint, come from being the observer and just notice when you don't feel safe in certain areas, or if you are feeling a sense of lack in certain areas, or you're feeling a sense of hopelessness or a lack of self-worth or a lack of confidence, how do you compensate for that? Do you overcompensate? Do you undercompensate? And notice how it makes you feel. Notice how it has served you or how it has hurt you. Because this is your opportunity to take an inventory and as I said, take and, and turn that mirror around and change the reflection in the mirror to what you want. Because this is your path. Your path is no longer defined by old, outdated belief systems and actions and behaviors. Your path is now defined by you choosing and consciously choosing what's important to you and consciously becoming aware and allowing those feelings and emotions and behaviors to surface without making it mean anything and without being afraid of it. Doesn't mean you have to like it. You could, be, you could hate that feeling and that's okay, that's your prerogative, but it's not your definition, it's just what you're feeling in the moment. And it's also having the, the opportunity, what I also want you to look at is if there's unresolved issues from past or present that you're experiencing. And, and give yourself the gift of writing those unresolved issues down and having tea with those issues. How long have they been with you? What's the resistance in letting them go? Has this bank account been operating in the negative and you're just refusing to let it go? You know, it's often been said that women hold on to things a lot longer than men. That when something is just ready to go and end and close, that men have a much easier time. And physiologically speaking, I can understand why. Because men's brains operate differently than women's brains. And men inherently have a, a, a way for them to um, close things and move on. Where women are more nurturers, they're more gatherers, they tend to hold on to things. They tend to allow things to last a lot longer than they need to. Now we don't have to go against our natural programming, but we can honor it. We can say, okay, in this particular case, I understand that I'm, I'm holding on to this a lot longer than I need to. And today I am making the choice to let it go. And that could be for anything. It could be for someone that you need to forgive it could be for trust. It could be for betrayal. It could be for no longer am I going to feel I'm not worthy to receive my soulmate. As of today, I am worthy. I am ready to receive him. Right? It's, it's your opportunity to finally close those accounts that no longer serve you. And let's be conscious and let's be honest and let's honor where we've overachieved, where we are underachieving, where we're using that phantom energy just to to take up time 
and let's take that energy back because that's that that's that's like gold platinum that energy is yours let's not let it bleed away so with that said this brings me to the close of today's training session i hope that there were nuggets in here for you to think about and to journal about so take the time today Right after this call, take that journal out, write where you're overachieving, where you're underachieving, how it's served you, how it's hurt you. Notice any unresolved issues that you're experiencing and give yourself the gift of five to 10 minutes just to process through this. And I'll see you on the other side. I hope you have an amazing rest of the day. See you later. Bye.